Hello, it's Ashlyn back on the Heartled Wellness Podcast. I am a national board certified health and wellness coach and I have a degree in integrative healthcare and I am so excited to have you back here listening to another episode. I just went for a walk after lunch. I had a Japanese sweet potato, of course, for lunch and I went for a walk and it's pretty nice outside today and I'm feeling pretty good and I'm really excited to record this episode. I hope you're having a great day too. I hope you had a Japanese sweet potato at some point today because you're not fully living if you didn't, but that's just my opinion. (laughs) Anyways, today's episode is all about the liver, and I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to this because it's so, so, so important, especially if you have acne and you're working on healing your skin or really any other chronic condition. It is so, so important to support the liver. So today's episode, I'm going to talk about signs that your liver needs more support and then i'm going to give six specific ways that you can support your liver things that you can do every day every week incorporate in your life to help support your liver and help you feel like you have more energy your hormones are balanced your skin is clear like things are just working really well in your life because that's what happens when your liver is functioning well you mentally feel better too because the body and the mind are so connected so like always, feel free to message me on Instagram. Let me know what you learned. Also, I forgot to say I am now accepting one-on-one clients. So if you are interested in looking for more support with your nutrition or healing your skin or accountability with creating healthy habits, I would love to support you on that journey. Feel free to sign up. The link is in the show notes or you can message me on Instagram. Either way works, but I hope you enjoy this episode and let's get right into it. So in episode three, I talked all about the gut and I gave very specific tips and ways to help support your gut to create a healthy microbiome. And this episode is going to be completely devoted to the liver and how we can support the liver. In episode one, I talked about how an overburdened liver can lead to acne. The episode was specifically focused on acne and I kind of explained in more depth what can happen to the liver that can lead to acne but an overburdened liver can lead to other things besides just acne. That is just one thing that can happen as a result of acne. And in a few seconds, I'm going to explain a few other things that can happen as a result of an overburdened liver. But before I do that, I'm going to give a very quick recap about what the liver does and how it works. So that way the rest of this episode makes sense. If you don't know, I am obsessed with figuring out how things work. And I always am asking the question why I've been like that my whole life. So If you like science, get ready because (laughs) I'm going to explain how things work a lot in this episode. So first of all, the liver is a detoxification organ. Most people know that and it works to break down hormones, process metabolized hormones, toxins. It actually stores vitamins and minerals and it produces something called bile, which I will end up talking a lot about in the rest of this episode. So this is important. It produces something called bile that helps to digest fats and like dietary fats that you eat and it works closely with your gallbladder. So the liver makes the bile and it helps to bind to fats and toxins and removes them through the gallbladder and then through the digestive system. And the health of your liver is 
reflected in the health of your skin, your hormones, your gut, your energy levels. It's all connected to your liver as well as other organs in the body, but the liver is a really, really big one and it's a great place to start, especially if you are trying to heal a chronic condition of some sort, especially acne. Acne is so closely related to the health of your liver. So this is a great place to start if you have skin issues or hormonal imbalances, gut issues, any of those types of things. So some signs that your liver is overburdened and needs some extra support are things like acne and other skin issues, skin rashes, feeling sluggish and tired, fatigued more than normal. That can be a sign. If you have a white coating on your tongue, this is an Ayurvedic, which is an ancient form of medicine, Ayurveda. This is an Ayurvedic symptom that they commonly look for is a white coating on your tongue. If you're getting sick all the time or more often than you should be, that's a huge sign that your liver is stressed. Blood sugar regulation issues can actually be related to liver toxicity, which is really interesting. At least I think it's interesting. Headaches, poor digestion, nausea after eating fatty meals especially. So if you feel nauseous after you eat fast food meals or just food meals that are a lot higher in fats, that could be a sign. Feeling extremely sensitive to strong smells and fragrances. Now, this is kind of a catch-22 because I think we should be sensitive to those strong smells because it's a sign that they're toxic and we shouldn't be smelling them, especially perfumes and air fresheners. But if you feel like you're extra sensitive to them beyond a normal amount, like you cannot tolerate being around those types of smells, that can be a sign that your liver is overwhelmed. And the last one is intense PMS symptoms, so premenstrual symptoms. If you have a lot of symptoms before your period or during your period, that can be a sign that your liver is overwhelmed because it's having a hard time processing and metabolizing hormones and they're building up in your body and causing a lot of those symptoms. So those are some of the signs. There's many more, but those are the main ones. So I'm assuming that you might have some of those because I've had some of these in the past and most people do because it's very common nowadays to have an overburdened liver because we live in such a toxic world. Which brings me to the start of things that you can do to help support your liver. I'm going to talk about six things today. There's obviously more, but I think these six are the main ones that I try to incorporate in my life every single day or throughout the week, or I've done them at some point and they've really helped and I see them helping other people as well. So to get right into it, number one is to not tox. We always talk about detoxing, but before we start detoxing, we have to not tox, which means not putting toxins in your body or doing your best to avoid putting toxins in your body because this is going to lessen the load on your liver and make it easier for your liver to keep up because you're not dumping more things in. So a good way to explain this is think of a bucket and the bucket is going to represent your liver And at the bottom of the bucket, there's a drain and it's a small hole where things can drain out. And so water is slowly, constantly being poured into this bucket. And at the same time, it's draining out of this hole at the bottom. And this process is working smoothly until the water that starts being poured in from the top becomes like a waterfall of tons and tons of water being poured in. And the little hole at the bottom can't keep up with this massive amount of water coming in and the water starts to spill over the sides and it's not going through the drain it's just spilling everywhere 
that is what happens to our liver when it is overburdened when we have tons of toxins coming in which is like the equivalent of the waterfall we have we have tons and tons of things coming in our liver isn't able to keep up with that amount of demand and that's when we develop symptoms because the body is trying to compensate for a an overwhelmed situation where it can't keep up so if you reduce the amount of toxins that you're putting into your liver if you reduce the amount of water you're dumping into the bucket then you give your liver a chance to actually catch up. So some of these things, I had somebody on Instagram the other day ask me, what does it mean to live a non-toxic life? Because I always talk about non-toxic living. And I forget that that's not like a common thing because it's been such a huge part of my life for the past few years and my family's life as well. Making sure that we buy non-toxic products and reduce our toxic toxin exposure but I forget that this is still not like a common thing in our world so living non-toxic life means buying products that are safer and healthier for your body not using certain products that are more harmful so this can be things like alcohol and smoking like those are two examples of toxins that we can put into our body that really impact our liver but it can also be other things like the makeup that you use, the skincare you use, the cleaning products you use, air fresheners, laundry detergent, cookware, there's coatings on the top of cookware that is extremely toxic. So all of those things are full of toxins or contaminants because unfortunately in America we do not have very good standards for these products and a lot of the ingredients that are in these products are carcinogenic, meaning they can cause cancer, or they disrupt the hormone system, or they are just extremely hard on the body. And most of these ingredients are actually banned in other countries like Europe and elsewhere in the world. But unfortunately in America, that is not the case. So we have to become our own advocates for ourselves and make sure that the products that we're buying are non-toxic and safe if we want to reduce our toxin exposure. There are lots of companies nowadays that are making non-toxic alternatives to things, but a good place to start is to just shop at your local health food market because most of these little health food stores have much higher standards for the products that they sell. So that's a good place to start. Not everything in the stores is even completely clean in those places, but If you feel overwhelmed, that's a good place to start. Another option is looking at an app called Think Dirty where you can scan the barcode on the back of your products and it can tell you what toxins are in them, what types of conditions they've been linked to, if they've been linked to cancer or asthma or any other conditions, and they also have um, suggestions for alternatives. So that's a good place to start for products. And another way that we are exposed to a lot of toxins is through our water because the water is also contaminated it feels like everything is contaminated in our country but we're just not gonna we're not gonna think about it too much water can be contaminated with lots of things even if they people tell you that like i live in colorado and so people all the time are saying oh the water in colorado is so clean which is true it is more clean than a lot of other places but even in colorado there are toxins in the water and it is so important to get a high quality water filter because there's things like fluoride and pesticides and pharmaceutical drug residues and so many other contaminants, arsenic, heavy metals, things that 
are really hard on our liver and hard on our bodies in general so getting a really high quality water filter is so 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 important to reduce your toxin exposure you can go onto a website called ewg environmental working group they have a tap water database where you can type in your zip code and see the contaminants that are above their safe guidelines and even in colorado there's like 12 contaminants that are above the guidelines so if you live in somewhere other than colorado there's a high chance that there's a lot more than that too so that's for water another toxin that we are exposed to is through our food with processed foods artificial ingredients colors sweeteners additives all of those things add another layer of processing that our liver has to go through because it's not something that we're really designed to be consuming another way that we are exposed to toxins is through drugs and medications so even things like NSAIDs which is non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs I think I think that's how you say it like ibuprofen these can actually damage our liver and they damage it through the mitochondria because these anti-inflammatory medications have been shown to really damage mitochondria and the liver has a ton of mitochondria in it it's one of the most concentrated parts of our body of mitochondria so just think that if ibuprofen is damaging the mitochondria it's definitely impacting the liver so obviously this isn't about saying like never take ibuprofen i mean in an ideal world that would be great but it's just making sure you're not taking that daily or using alternatives instead once again this is not medical advice this is just my own opinion and another drug that is commonly used that can impact the liver is birth control because that has a massive impact on the way that your liver functions and detoxification and that's a common very commonly prescribed medication in our modern world today so i always like to talk about it because i have strong opinions about it and next is clothing clothing can also impact or also has toxins in it that can impact our liver because most modern clothing is made with synthetic fabrics and other chemicals especially athletic clothing that has a lot of the dry fit material has been found to have a lot of chemicals like pfas and pfos and all of these chemicals that are really not great and that can be a really hard thing to avoid because buying organic clothing can be very expensive and not very attainable but it's just something to be aware of so those are the main ways that we are exposed to toxins it's obviously in the air it's basically everywhere but those are the ones that you can actually control you can control what products you buy if you buy organic food or not oh that's another thing i forgot to mention is that pesticides like glyphosate can cause kidney and liver damage even in very low doses like in the amount that we eat with food they can definitely impact the liver so making sure you're buying organic food if you can and non-toxic products and filtering your water and buying high quality clothing if you can afford it and avoiding medications and over-the-counter situations as much as possible okay so that's number one is to not tox number two is all about nutrition and these are foods that can actually help to support your liver with detoxification and i am so excited to talk about this because i'm a firm believer in food as medicine and just researching stuff for this podcast episode has re-sparked my passion for this because it truly is amazing how the foods that we choose to eat every day can either improve our health or make our health worse and that's very fascinating to me so to start this out one food that is incredible for your liver is leafy greens because leafy greens contain chlorophyll that's what makes them green if you remember from biology class chlorophyll is the part of a plant that 
produces the green pigment and chlorophyll has been found to increase bile production so bile production like i mentioned at the beginning is what helps us digest our fats and helps us, us remove toxins so chlorophyll helps to increase that which is a really great thing and it also helps to remove toxins from the liver and overall it just improves the t- detoxification process of the liver so any green fruit or vegetable especially leafy greens has chlorophyll in it which is going to help with this process and chlorophyll and leafy greens in general have been have also been found to help neutralize heavy metals and chemicals and pesticides in the bloodstream which is incredible at least i think it's incredible just eating a salad or putting some leafy greens into a smoothie or just in anything you eat you can literally put leafy greens in anything you eat you're helping to support your liver especially the bitter leafy greens those ones have been found to have even more benefits so that's things like dandelion greens and arugula or if you're from australia i think they call it rocket which i love that just sounds so much more fun than arugula but those ones are really great for your liver the next category of foods to help support your liver are glutathione supporting foods so i'm going to explain this so stay with me glutathione is an antioxidant the that your body makes itself it's one of the strongest antioxidants and it's very very important for liver detoxification and it helps to prevent damage to your liver so we want to have a lot of glutathione and your body makes it itself like i said but it's also found in some foods so there are certain foods you can eat that help increase your body's own production of glutathione and you can also eat foods that are rich in glutathione those are two ways to raise your glutathione levels which is great because the more glutathione you have the better your liver will be able to detox and the amount of glutathione that you have actually decreases with age with stress with chronic conditions so it's common for people to have not as high levels of glutathione with age stress and chronic illness which are very common obviously so eating these foods is very important so the first one is sulfur rich foods because sulfur-rich foods contain sulforaphane, which you may have heard of before when people talk about broccoli and broccoli sprouts. And sulforaphane increases glutathione production. So sulfur-rich foods have a way of increasing glutathione production within the body. Some examples of sulfur-rich foods are cruciferous vegetables. So that's things like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, cauliflower, mustard greens, Broccoli sprouts especially, they're even higher in sulforaphane. I am going to trip over my words every time I try to say that word. But broccoli sprouts are incredible for your liver. So, so good for helping with detoxification. And also, garlic, shallots, and onions are high in sulfur. So all of those foods can help increase your glutathione production. Which is great because there's such a wide variety of them that it's easy to eat some of those every single day with cooking with maybe you cook with garlic and onion in dinner or you put some broccoli sprouts on your salad or some kale in your smoothies that's just a really easy way to eat those foods every single day and the next category of foods is selenium rich foods because selenium is also needed for glutathione production it's also an antioxidant and it's been shown to improve liver function so we need enough selenium in order to produce glutathione my favorite source of selenium is brazil nuts because they are so rich in selenium that even just eating one or two of them a day gives you all the selenium that you need it's actually possible to eat too much selenium so don't eat 10 brazil nuts like just eat one or two and that's good you don't want to eat too many of them 
but that's such an easy way to get your daily amount of selenium. And then lastly, there are some foods that are just naturally high in glutathione on their own. So these foods include spinach, avocados, which is my favorite, asparagus, and okra. So eating those things every day can also help boost your body's glutathione level because they have glutathione in them themselves. And all of those will help increase liver detoxification. The next category of foods are things that are brightly colored because that means that they're super high in antioxidants that help the liver detox. So that's a really easy way to remember. Antioxidants, just think color. When you see colorful fruits and vegetables, it's due to the antioxidants in them. So especially things that stain clothes really easily, like beets and berries and turmeric, which I'm going to talk about in a second, those are all really high in antioxidants and are really, really great for your liver. Also, carrots are super great for your liver too because of the beta carotene in them. Next is herbs and spices. Now, this this is like herbs that you cook with. I'm going to talk about like medicinal herbs in a second, but right now I'm just going to talk about cooking herbs and spices. So the first one is turmeric. Turmeric is super high in antioxidants, like I just mentioned, because of its super bright color. And it's actually been found to restore normal liver functioning, which is incredible to me. There's been a lot of studies on using turmeric for people with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or other liver diseases and it's had really great results in the studies it's been used for centuries around the world it's kind of like an ancient healing remedy and it's also really great for helping your body process carcinogens which are things that cause cancer like i mentioned before turmeric has definitely been found to have some anti-cancer properties so i know that that's not directly related to the liver, but I just thought I would mention it because I think it's interesting. Another herb or spice to use is ginger, which has also been shown to improve liver function. So both ginger and turmeric have been found in studies to reduce the amount of fat stored in the liver, which is what happens with non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. It's just, it's when people accumulate too much fat in their liver not from alcohol so it's usually from diet lifestyle related reasons and ginger and turmeric both of them have been shown to help reduce the amount of fat accumulated in the liver with people in that have that condition which is very very interesting so just think about ways that you can include ginger and turmeric into your daily life whether you are using dried ginger and turmeric maybe when you're making curries or um, stir fries anything like that or also adding the fresh root to smoothies or juicing it if you have a juicer those are really great ways to get a super high amount of antioxidants and support for your liver and another spice that can improve liver function is cumin which has been shown to improve bile production which is the substance that helps to break down fats so it helps with digesting fats and it also just improves liver detoxification in general so using cumin when you're cooking is also really great Okay, and the final food category that can help support your liver is legumes. So this is beans, peas, lentils. This category of food is really, really great for liver detoxification. There's actually something called the bean protocol, which was developed by a woman named Karen Hurd, who helped heal her daughter from a very toxic poisoning basically through eating beans every single day which sounds really interesting but it's very fascinating when you realize how this works so basically 
beans have a high amount of soluble fiber that's the type of fiber in them and this fiber is really amazing at binding to toxins in the bile and then removing it through the digestive tract so what happens is the liver is processing toxins and it releases them into the bile but if the bile isn't pulled in a way like pulled through the digestive tract the toxins are just going to recirculate in the body so this is why eating fiber is really really important and how the gut and the liver work together because if the liver is detoxing well but the gut isn't working well you're going to have a problem because toxins are just going to start to recirculate so beans specifically are really great for this because they have that high amount of soluble fiber and it binds to those toxins and pulls them out and removes them from from the body so they don't recirculate so this has been shown to be helpful in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease helping to prevent fat from accumulating in the liver and then also just removing toxins in general a lot of people with acne or other chronic illnesses that are related to a high amount of toxicity in the body have had really great success with eating a lot of legumes and beans and you might need to slowly work your way up to eating more of them i talk about this a lot in my gut health episode episode number three about how to actually start eating beans if you have a problem with eating them so listen to that episode if that's for you but overall legumes are so so great for liver detoxification okay so that sums up number two which was foods to help support the liver and now moving on to number three i want to talk about medicinal herbs to help support the liver now these herbs have been used for centuries around the world they are ancient medicine that have helped thousands and millions of people with lots of different things and there are many herbs that help to support the liver but i'm just going to talk about three today that i have used in the past that have really helped my skin and are really popular for supporting the liver and the first one is milk thistle which most people have heard of and milk thistle has been shown to repair liver cells damaged by alcohol and other toxins like pesticides pollutants etc it has actually been shown to help repair damaged liver cells i think that's so cool and it also helps to boost glutathione levels so like i said a few seconds ago a few minutes ago glutathione is the master antioxidant in the body so we want more glutathione for detoxification and milk thistle can boost the amount of glutathione that our body creates and overall milk thistle is very protective of the liver it has an active compound in it that can block toxins from entering the liver cells and keep them from harming the liver so that's what i mean by protective of the liver and it also improves detoxification so all of these herbs that i'm mentioning milk thistle and the other two i'm going to talk about you can take them in tincture form or dried form or you can drink teas with them in it it's it's not like something that you just eat you have to prepare it through one of those methods my favorite way is through tinctures because you can just take them every single day and it's easy but i also do like drinking teas with these ingredients in them too okay and the next one is dandelion root dandelion root has been shown to increase bile production so it helps the liver more effectively and efficiently remove toxins and it's also super high in antioxidants which is really great like i mentioned before with the foods that are high in antioxidants dandelion root is also high in antioxidants so that is a incredible herb for the liver and the third one is yellow dock root which is really really great for acne specifically but yellow dock root 
can also enhance liver detoxification, improve bile flow, and help the liver eliminate toxins. And something really interesting about all of these is that you can combine them together. Like that's the ideal way to do it because when you combine herbs, this is the same with essential oils too, they create a synergistic effect, meaning they work together and enhance each other because all of them have different strengths on their own. And so when you combine them together, it just makes a really healing, strong blend of herbs. So that's personally what had helped my skin a lot was taking a tincture that had all of these and a few others for liver support. But even taking them alone can be helpful, but it's it's important to note that taking them together can be even better. Okay, I'm going to get a drink of water one second. Okay. <laughs> okay, the next one, number four, to help support your liver is castor oil packs. Castor oil packs, I'm going to explain how you do it, but first I'm going to talk about why it works. This is something that has been around for centuries, a really, really long time. It's an ancient healing remedy. They've used them in traditional Chinese medicine, in Ayurveda, in naturopathic medicine, and you can use castor oil packs on different parts of your body. Like The most popular one is over your liver, but you can also use it on your digestive system, over your thyroid, over your uterus if you're a woman, but specifically I'm going to talk about using them over your liver. Castor oil contains high amounts of something called ricinoleic acid, and ricinoleic acid is extremely anti-inflammatory in the human body, and castor oil in general has a very low molecular weight, which means that it can really easily go through your skin, like absorb through your skin and get into the lower, like inside your body and work its magic deep inside your body. So the high amounts of ricinoleic acid and the low molecular weight make it really incredible for using topically on your skin because it can get into your body and it actually helps to stimulate lymphatic flow and speed up the lymphatic system, which is really important for your detoxification, and increase liver activity. So it helps to speed up the removal of toxins through the body. So basically what you do is you put some castor oil, you want to make sure you get organic high quality castor oil in a dark glass bottle that's hexane free that's really important like super high quality castor oil and you put some of it or a lot of it on a cloth like in old um what are those things called an old flannel or an old piece of cloth or you can buy like specific castor oil pack type material which makes it easier but if you don't have that you can just use like an old t-shirt an old flannel and so you put a few tablespoons of castor oil on that cloth place it over your liver and then put a hot water bottle or a hot heating pad on top of that and just lay down and relax and let it do its magic for 45 minutes to an hour or you can even wear it longer if you want to but this is a really incredible way to have the castor oil seep through your skin and into your liver and help speed up the lymphatic flow to your liver and increase the detoxification. This is a really, really amazing thing to do for your liver. A lazy way to do it, because I'll warn you, if you've never done a castor oil pack, it can get messy because the oil is really sticky and it can stain too. So it's important to put like a towel underneath you so you don't get it on your bed. But if you are feeling lazy, like I often am, you can just put castor oil directly on your skin and 
get in the sauna like if you have an infrared sauna or you go to the sauna you can just put it on your skin and sit in the sauna i feel like it's not as effective as putting the cloth on top but it helps a little bit so that's an, an easy cheat if you don't feel like going through the whole process and number five on ways to support your liver is to feel and express your anger. This wouldn't be a heart-led wellness podcast episode if I didn't talk about emotions and how they impact our physical health because the two are so deeply connected. And I know I've talked about the liver and anger a little bit in my first podcast episode about acne, but there's so much more to say about it. So the reason why there's this liver-anger connection It goes back to traditional Chinese medicine, and they found that each organ is connected with a certain emotion. So the liver is specifically connected with anger and resentment. So this can go both ways. When somebody is repressing or suppressing their anger, it can really cause stress on the liver because you're not allowing that emotion to be felt and expressed. But on the other hand, somebody who is like living in a constant state of anger to an unhealthy degree, that can also cause problems with the liver. So whenever you think liver, just think anger. Anger, liver, liver, anger. Those two are so closely connected. And something that I always found really interesting and sad is people who are alcoholics, there's often that anger, the angry outbursts. It's just a very common thing that is associated with alcoholism and obviously there's other reasons to that because it's an addiction and it's a substance addiction but it always made me wonder about the liver anger connection because obviously alcohol is really hard on your liver so the liver is overburdened and anger is as is resulting so detoxification is all about letting go and releasing and anger in the same way is an energy that needs to be felt and moved and released it's not something that we can hold on to with a tight grip or shove down or suppress it's something that needs to be moved through our body physically and there's a there's healthy ways to express anger and there's unhealthy ways to express anger and i think that's why anger gets a bad rap is because oftentimes we're shown unhealthy ways to feel and express anger and it often involves other people like one person is acting out on an angry outburst towards another person and that's when it causes problems but when we are moving anger through our bodies by ourselves not around other people that's when it can become healthy because we're not taking it out on others we're not expressing it to someone else we're just letting the pure emotion come up be expressed and be released and allow us to feel what's underneath it because Anger is often a cover-up for something deeper. It's usually not the root of the problem. Usually underneath anger, there's grief or betrayal or hurt or loss. Like think about if this would be a really basic example, but say somebody cuts you off in traffic and you feel really angry about it. You're on your way to work, you're running late, and it, it just makes you so angry. Underneath that anger might be a feeling of hurt it sounds crazy, but maybe maybe you actually feel hurt and upset that you, you're on your way to work and you're going to be late and you don't want to let your boss down. And there's these deeper emotions underneath the feeling of anger. It's not just this surface 
intense expression and often when you allow yourself to fully feel the anger and to feel that hot intense release then there's space in your body to feel what's underneath it you feel angry at your parents for something they did and then once you express that anger on your own then you can feel the grief of not having the childhood you wanted or the betrayal or whatever emotion is there for you so some of my favorite ways to feel and express my anger in a healthy way are very physical movements so screaming using your voice is very 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 helpful and very releasing because a lot of times we're told to lower our voices and stay calm and collected and not be chaotic and wild and that's how we suppress our anger is by not allowing our primal drives and um, primal instincts to be expressed obviously within a health a healthy container because we're not going to just release our anger in the middle of the mall this is something that we do when we can set aside time in a safe place so screaming is really amazing for releasing anger you can do it in the car you can do it into a pillow into a blanket it's very very healing especially i feel like for women because a lot of women have been told to not raise our voices to not have these outbursts and that anger is a man's emotion and something that we can't express or experience as women so screaming is a big way to take your energy back and allow yourself to experience that wild chaotic angry energy again another way is through punching or hitting things like pillows or punching bags these are all just basic human movements ways that we can express ourselves you can also go for a run or just crying just letting your body physically release also sometimes i like to just sit on the floor and just let my body move however it wants to whether it's like flinging my arms around or spinning around in circles or like crunching my body into a ball and squeezing every single muscle whatever you naturally feel the inclination to do is the exact thing that you need to do because your nervous system is designed to release emotions through your body it's programmed to do it we've we've unlearned this programming through childhood and being modernized into civilization we're told to not do these things when actually that is the way that our body closes stress loops and releases tension and regulates the nervous system so i think the modern way to do these things is just to do them in a safe container when nobody is around and you can be in your room by yourself and you're not hurting or impacting other people you're just processing your emotions on your own through your body and all this to say that the process of expressing your anger regularly having a regular practice of letting yourself feel anger because this is a normal part of being human it's normal to feel angry about things throughout the day throughout the week it happens to all of us even little things that you notice you yourself feeling resentful or angry about deserve to be expressed even if they're little so when you create this practice of doing this you'll notice that things start to become a lot lighter in your life and you're able to hold more in your life when you're processing through these deeper darker emotions and going back to the liver it will improve your liver detoxification i don't really know how it works i don't know if science really knows how it works it's probably has to do with all the quantum physics stuff and 
metaphysical healing and things that maybe we're not even meant to understand yet but it definitely works and I have seen it in my own life where my the health of my skin improved drastically after I started to reconnect with my anger and allow myself to feel angry about things and not pretend that I was just a innocent non-angry person but actually feeling those really intense hot emotions all right number six the sixth way that you can support your anger this is a nice short sweet and simple one and that is getting more sleep because when we do not sleep enough it actually decreases the amount of glutathione that our body produces so sleep increases glutathione production and if you're not sleeping enough you will have less glutathione also during sleep that is when your body is focused on repairing detoxifying processing healing all of those things so if you're not getting enough sleep especially sleep earlier in the night because scientists are finding that the earlier we go to bed usually like 10 p.m that's a good time to aim aim for our body actually does more healing and detoxifying in those earlier hours of the night than if we went to bed later so even if you got eight hours of sleep but you went to bed at 2 a.m that's not as great as if you got eight hours of sleep and went to bed at 10 p.m because those early hours in the night seem to have a really big impact on our body's healing and the deeper sleep that we get it's easier to get deeper sleep if you're going to bed earlier in the night so getting enough sleep is very very important for liver detoxification and so many other things as well so to sum it up the six things that you can do to help support your liver are not toxing so reducing your toxin exposure eating foods that help to support your liver using herbs that are specifically helpful for liver support castor oil packs feeling and expressing your anger and getting enough sleep so sometimes i think we get overwhelmed with things like this because it seems like there's all these things we need to do every single day to support our guts and support our liver and support our skin but a lot of them overlap and they actually just go back to the basic things that are about health so eating greens and eating fruits and vegetables and getting enough sleep and cooking with herbs and spices and resting and feeling your emotions those are all really basic things that we can do every single day that make a really big impact on the health of our livers and the health of our bodies in general and it's not always the fancy supplements and cleanses and detoxes that were sold it's often eating salads every day and (laughs) feeling your anger and going outside and going to bed at 10 p.m those are the things that are going to make a bigger impact on your health than you may realize because they seem like so obvious and so basic but they really are the most important thing that you can do All right, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you learned something new. I had so much fun recording this and writing down my notes for it and just being amazed by nature and the human body and how it all works together so amazingly well. But I am now accepting one-on-one client coaching clients. So if you need help with your nutrition or accountability or creating healthy habits or with clearing your skin i would love to support you and help you out in any way that you are needing there is a link to sign up for a free discovery call in the show notes and you can also message me on instagram let me know if you learned something new and how you're doing how your day is going i love to connect with people over on instagram it's so much fun i hope you are having a beautiful day and i will talk to you next tuesday 